Welcome to Audacity. I'm Michael. Is this thing on? I hope so. I hope so too. This is Stephen. I'm sorry. I just I'm feeling a little weird today. We were talking about that a little bit before we got on here. I'm just ha- I'm having one of those days, man, where it's just it's a it's a stare off into space type of thing. Your kind of brain just kind of disengages. Yeah, and like like I was saying, you know, you uh, if you had relied on me to do the initial welcome to Audacity thing, I I would have just watched the countdown and then just <laughs> and just stared at it. <laughs> Am I being punked? What the fuck is going uh, yeah, on here? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Other than that, how you doing? Pretty good. And we were talking about this like last time and a couple times before we were kind of like looking at camping stuff or whatever. And I've about lined all my gear down. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this week because not only am I getting a lot of it in to finally try it out. Uh, it's also supposed to cool off pretty big time. Oh man. Yeah. And that's like, nice. that's exactly what I've been waiting on anyway. Is it dropping down? I don't want to go out in the heat or whatever. Well, if it's a if it's a typical Arkansas winter, it'll be about it'll be about two weeks of fall, and then it hits the dead of winter. Yeah, so which I is mean, fine for me. That's when I want to go. That's when I want to do it. So I know a lot of people are like, "Ugh, no, I'm done. Oh it's time no, to put I, it away. I, no way. For me, it's time to break it out. Yeah, I, I'm that way too. I, I, you know, I'd rather to to think about going out and sleeping in a tent in July in, in this part of the world. Ooh, Ugh, no, God, no, 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 no. I will say, though, so, you know, here for the last few weeks, looking at all this stuff or whatever, and and I am uh, annoying to myself and potentially others uh, in the way (laughs) that I I information gather before I will make purchases, especially when it's something like I'm buying a tent. I'm not the type of person to just, I need a tent, and I go like, by the first one I see. Mm-hmm. I am the type of person that has to watch every YouTube video, every comparison thing on the two or three that I've narrowed it down to, to then further narrow it down only to find a fourth one I didn't know about. And then I have to repeat the process. So I've been doing this with a lot of my big stuff. So tents, uh, backpacks, um, I did it with a sleeping bag thing. You know, a few, there were a few things. Like a lot of stuff I got that was just, I need a hatchet. Okay, this one or this one, got it, whatever. See, no, big, see, no big deal. See, I'm um, the exact opposite. I, I don't, you know, once I see something I like, I buy it. There is no, there's no comparative shopping, none of that shit. You know, and you, you, the way you shop is like my brother shops, which is, which for me is infuriating because, what he's done in the past is he's taken me with him mm. to oh, do that, yeah. that comparative shopping. And I'm just, you know, well, that's where we- the potentially annoying that I'm talking about comes in. I oh, try to do this alone oh, because it's, it's insufferable. I mean, I, yeah, I don't want people around. I, that's my thing. I don't, I don't really want someone coming along or giving me their opinion on stuff unless I know that they have some expertise in it. Right. Or they've used the thing that I'm looking at before. Right. If their information is relevant, that's fine. It's like I was telling, talking to Josh about it the other day. I was like, listen, I don't want, I want to go out and learn all this stuff. I want to experience going out and relearning camping stuff. I don't, I don't want people giving me tips out of nowhere, mm-hmm. all the stuff. I want to go out and figure it out myself. That's part of the fun to right. me. That's right. part of the whole point of it is to give myself something to do, to learn, to, to, to get better at. Right. Certainly, certainly. And so I'm, but I'm that way when I'm trying to make a decision like this as well. Like, I don't, I don't want to know what tent you have. Right. You know, I don't need, I don't need your opinion on what tent I'm going to buy. Well, you know, I, you, you know, know, me, I, you know, me, I need the, I need the big boy deluxe. You know, you might not need one well, like I did, that. I did, you get know? A, I, I did get a two person, but it was just for extra room. Yeah, uh, see, see, I would probably, I would want something even bigger than that, so it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be applicable to you, and, um, you know, and and yeah, I mean, that's, I agree, that's one of those things you have to go out and you have to figure out on your own, you know, what, 
what's right for me. And I, and I'm that way myself. It's just that my shopping, my shopping process goes a lot quicker once I've landed on what I want. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, and I, and I do that with everything. I mean, hell I buy cars like that. For for me, there's a lot of factors where there are some things that I go out and buy, even if I've never, you know, even if it's something new or whatever, that I don't really think about it that much and I'll just buy them. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed if it's something where the expense is above a certain level, you know, if it's a considerable expense, right. I'm going to spend a lot of time comparing to make sure I get the right thing. Uh, in the case of camping expense sort of comes in with it. Cause you want to make sure you're not buying a piece of junk, whatever it is, you sure. know, sure. uh, but I also wasn't looking into like the several thousand dollar tents. Oh no, 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 no. Either I was keeping it down. So then it's less about the expense and more about just the general quality, especially when there's some, you're getting like a mid range type of thing where sometimes they're higher quality than not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, you know, it, it is going to be what you're looking for or it might not be. There's a lot of factors, but for something with a high expense, so say a TV or a vehicle or something, I would do that for those things because I'm making a big purchase. So I'm going to look into them. See, I, I'm the exact opposite. Like, I mean, I, I buy, I buy cars the way I buy them. I mean, what, like I said, once I, once I've landed on what I want, I just go get it. And you know, it's, uh, but how do you get to the landing part? It doesn't take long. I mean, I, I do, I do minimal homework compared to what you're talking about. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll look at, I'll look at basic features. Here's what I've heard about it. Um, you know, if I, if I know somebody that has it, I see I'm the opposite. I'll talk to people. You know, what do you think about this? You know, tell me what, what's good and bad about it. And, you know, and, and I don't do that with everybody. You know, I do that with people I can trust their judgment. Right. And it's not that I won't. It's just, so the not talking to people was more, I was saying more about when it's I'm trying to yourself. learn, when, no, when I'm trying to learn something, uh-huh. I don't want people telling me how to do it before I've even gone out and tried gotcha, 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 to gotcha. see what it is. Gotcha. Uh, you know, it, it, I want to go out, figure out what I don't know, figure out where I would need to ask somebody something or look it up or do whatever. Uh, I want to go figure that part out first because I might get out there and have no problem with something. And then somebody has given me tips on that thing beforehand. And then it feels like, well, I didn't learn that myself. Someone had to tell me that. And that's not the purpose of it. But as far as purchasing stuff, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to look online. I'm going to read all kinds of stuff about things. And, you know, I will acknowledge that's usually with stuff that I'm, I don't have as much experience about, right? Like I, I haven't used a tent in 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know shit about tents. So of course I'm going to research that for a while because I have to educate myself on the basics of what makes a tent useful for uh, whatever type of hiking or backpacking I'm going to do in the first place. Sure. You know, I, I did that with, I bought a knife, right? It's like, I don't, I don't really know about steel quality and <laughs> like all, all those things and like the different types of knives you could buy for if you're out camping or whatever, are you getting a folding yeah, knife or are you yeah, getting a fixed blade? Are you getting this? Are you getting that? You know, I had to look at what all those things were before I could even make the decision. They have a much simpler criteria with knives. Does it cut? Does it not cut? Does it kill? <laughs> yeah. Will it kill? It will kill. And uh, so, you know, we get into, you know, we get into, you know, I don't get, I just don't get that deep into it, but, uh, well, you know, I, it's, I do because I don't want to have to buy three more knives. Well, I, and I, and I get that. I understand that. I understand that. So, you know, I, I did that when I, I bought my pistol, I looked for two or three weeks before I landed on one and I sure. narrowed it down to a few that I would like before I ever did it because I don't want to buy some, especially in that case, they don't exactly just let you bring it back right, or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, at least with a knife, I could probably return it, you know, but, uh, you know, I want to make sure it's something where I'm not going to turn around in a couple of weeks and be like, Nope, this wasn't the right thing. And it, because, and it was because I didn't even look, you right. know, I didn't look into what I needed. Definitely. And so, you know, it, there's a, there's a lot of different things that go into decision-making for me. And 
I don't mind it until I've been doing it for three weeks straight. And I got to a point the other day where I'd, I'd had most of my stuff bought or whatever. And I was looking for one more thing. I don't remember if it was tent or sleeping bag or something. And I just, I, I, I just had a, I felt my brain actively melting down because I'd been doing nothing but comparison videos and, (laughs) you know, this stuff and this stuff and this stuff. I'm just, I'm done. I just got up and walked off. (laughs) Well, and you know, and, and, and you, and you have to do that. So, you know, you know, for me, for me, my, my shut off there, you know, is, is this time of year on Saturdays is football. Um, which, which by the way, my balls had a big win. Yeah, I was going to talk about. I mean, not about the that specific game, although we were going to. But it, that's kind of what I thought we might talk about today: is getting into and sports is a big category for this. But different fandoms mm. of and, and just the way for all you fanboys out there. Yeah, yeah, for all you fan, uh, just the way that people experience fandom, whether it's you know football or another sport, whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to me too, to see how, um, to see how it's kind of evolved and how, how it's evolved and how it hasn't evolved since, even since we were kids, Yeah, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what, what fandom really looked like and really what, what some of these activities looked like when we were kids. Cause, um, you know, especially in the sports arena, it's changed, uh, in the entertainment arena, it's definitely changed. um, you know, we were we were the we were the opening generation for video games, for instance. You know, there's a lot of there. There, you know, we were we were on the cutting edge of that fandom, really. Um, so you know, it's interesting to see how that's evolved too, and kind of not only how it's evolved just from the actual the actual fan bases and those, but how society accepts those fan bases now. Because it it sure as hell it sure as shit was different when we were kids. Yeah, let's uh, some of these let's start with games. Let's start specifically with, or we'll say, you know, anything nerdum, <laughs> nerdum in, in, into that sphere. So, like, I'm talking about games. I'm talking about your like fantasy stuff, whatever. D and D, comic uh, books. You know, yeah. So that, so you know, when we were kids, back in our day, uh, when we walked up hills both ways in the snow. I just rode in, a bus. In our I, don't flat what, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. I just rode a bus. <laughs> in our flat hometown. <laughs> that used to crack me up when my dad would say that. He would use that saying. I was like, what are you talking about? It's flat. <laughs> now, my, now, now, I will say my grandma did walk uphill both ways to school. She genuinely did a mile. I think it was a mile and a mile and a fourth, mile and a quarter to her elementary school when she was a kid. What was there? A dip? Yeah, because she she showed it to me. I because I didn't believe it, but she showed me. So um, it was a, it was a down then uphill. That's right. Down then uphill. That's right. So you know my so so for anybody who's wondering if anybody ever did that, yes, my grandma. It's a it, yeah. She's in the very small percentage of people who say that, and it's unironic. That's right. Uh, but but the other thing too is you know. When we were going to, I mean, we had years where we'd get some snow or whatever, but it wasn't like trudging through the snow was a normal thing. We we weren't, we didn't live in Minnesota mm-hmm. or whatever, where you could just count on having to walk to school in the snow either. So there, there are multiple absurd things, uh, hearing someone like my dad say that when, you didn't walk in the snow or whatever, right. you know, <laughs> and it wasn't, it definitely wasn't uphill. But, uh, but yeah, so, so looking at, looking at the, the, the nerddom, the nerddom arena. Okay. Um, from back when we were kids. So here, my, I would say my, my core, my core memory of that was a lot of hiding and a lot of derision. Does that does that track with you? Yeah, a lot, a lot of kind of hiding what you what the things you were into because you know and and I, and and this is probably the case for a lot of people that grew up in, in, in small communities with the small schools where you you 
everybody knows who you are. As opposed to like where my wife went to school, she, you know, the school she went to, she graduated with, you know, 300, 350 other kids. And so you could, you could hide a little bit better and you had niches you could go into. Um, but what I remember, what I remember being in, being where we grew up was, you know, in order to, in order to be accepted, generally, there were some things that I had to kind of keep on down low, as it were. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think a lot of people know this kind of thing or have experienced it. And it's not to say that that can't be the case today where people are into stuff and they feel embarrassed about it or whatever. Sure. Um, but I, I think being from a small town where not, not only is it a thing where it's like, Oh, you're just a, you're a kid and you, you're not sure of enough of yourself to just do what you like to do type of thing or whatever. But also as in a small town, the community has certain values and things that they think are important, things that aren't whatever. And so you had to be into sports. You had to play sports, you know, cause that was just sort of expected. Yep. Uh, you had to, you know, around here, around us, you had to, it helped if you were into hunting. Mm-hmm. or you know all these other things but that's not really a fandom thing that's just more of a social acceptance of it i want to talk more about um the actual fandom part so mm-hmm. getting okay. away from is it embarrassing or not and just how that has changed over time in that so speaking of video games it, it has become more acceptable. It's, mm-hmm. it's way more, it's like a, you know, tens and I think it's closer to a hundred billion dollar industry now. Right. right? So it's, right, a, right. it's, a, it's an actual big deal. It's accepted. People play games. Right. But the way that people are fans of those games, ha- that's also changed. Oh, definitely. Pretty, pretty drastically. Definitely. And some of that, a big part of that is I think, you know, the internet for one, because mm-hmm. now you can get online, you can do all this stuff. But what I find interesting and sometimes frustrating is that there's almost too much information oh, for, for sure. fandoms now. For sure. Well, and it's become, and I think it's become like a lot of things, it's become, uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Kind of, kind of fraction, you know, fractionalized. Yes. You know, where it's almost done like what the news has done. It's kind of fractionalized where, you know, you can almost it's not even it's not even really an appreciation of video games so much as people people retreat into their own communities pretty deeply. Yeah, and they and then when whatever they become a fan of, it it's like their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It it becomes their absolute life. I've noticed it lately with uh certain like games that I follow or whatever, looking up on YouTube. And there are so many content creators for those games that will burn themselves out mm-hmm. trying to keep up with this stuff so much, especially right. if they're just doing it for one specific game. Like they just do it constantly. And I guess, you know, you'd almost double down on that if you're a big enough content creator to earn a living off of it. Right. Where you have to keep putting out content, you have to keep doing this stuff. But I think not only is that bad on them because they're doing that to themselves, even though it's like, okay, well, I'm making an income. This is it. It it crosses over from being a positive, you know, cool, constructive thing to now I'm burning myself out just like I have a normal job and getting tired of it. And I have to keep up with every little thing. I have to notice every news post about the game. I have to, you know, keep doing this stuff, whatever. And they people get heated about this. Oh yeah, kind of thing. And I, I just I find myself sitting there like, why, man, why? You need to you need to step back. I, I get it. Well, if and you're that and that or whatever. But like fans need to keep in mind that you can step back. You can you can pause. Well, and that's really, and that's really where it's changed since when we were kids. And that, in that particular arena, is you know, 
it, it never got more heated than than in the moment with the game that you were playing or the the comic book or the or the D and D game or whatever it was. You know, but we also didn't have we didn't have all that minutia to worry about either. No. You know, and so you, you could only say so much about it. Yeah. When you when you when you liked Super Metroid, mm-hmm. you know, you played Super Metroid until you, you wore it out. Right. And were done with it and then you you moved on. You right. weren't looking online to see if your favorite streamer also is playing Super Metroid. I wasn't and then ca- freaking I wasn't, out. Yeah, what well, I wasn't going to Comic Con co- and cosplaying, you know right. that 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 character. You know, I just, you played the game and it was fun, and but it was it was still casual enough that you didn't get sucked into it. Like like I see a lot of people doing a lot of different communities where it just it just it almost consumes them. I I think I see the. Uh like the comic con and cosplaying and all that. I, I feel like that's a pretty hit. Like I, with anything, I guess you could take it into an unhealthy direction, Oh sure. but I feel like that's a pretty constructive, you know, social thing that you're doing. Well, and that, and that was just an example. No, no, comparing, I, no. Comparing, I, I, comparing then and now, you know, I get, but what I'm leading to is, um, those aren't really the people that are online tearing up game developers because they think a weapon in the game should do X amount of damage and not X minus four or whatever it is. You know, that, that, that goes into the completely psycho realm of things. And that, but I think stuff that's had fandoms for a long time, that was generally socially acceptable, like sports. I think it's been that way, especially, uh, I mean, people say this and, you know, there are people who don't really know maybe what we're talking about, but when you've lived in the South oh man, and you're talking about specifically football, you know, there have been some truly psychopathic behaviors linked to being a fan of a football team. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, people go crazy down here, especially with college football. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I mean, just, just as an example, you know, the, the Tennessee volunteers played the, you know, Alabama Crimson Tide yesterday. And the, the orange team beat the red team in their match. Right. Right. So <laughs> they tossed a pigskin through a big H, but, uh, um, they, they, when the game was over, what was so amazing about it was when the game was over, there's like 102,000 people in this stadium. Everybody converges onto the field. Mm-hmm. They tear down the goalposts, carry it through the bar the bar district around the University of Tennessee, then take the goalposts and throw them in the Tennessee River. <laughs> you don't see behaviors like that in normal everyday life. And these people were happy. Yeah, that, yeah. That, imagine if it'd been like a soccer ride, right? You know, where where cars are getting overturned and set on fire. Well, and people I, are mean, getting- I mean, championship parade celebrations for pro teams have been that way, where mm-hmm. suddenly they're flipping cars and <laughs> lighting them on fire and shit, and that they won. Yeah, yeah, they're happy. They're in a good mood. Imagine if they're in a bad mood. Yeah, how much destruction they would they would rain down. I mean, it's just fandoms are an interesting thing. And and what's interesting to me, I think the interesting thing to me is the psychology of fandom. Yeah. You know, especially sports fandom, because there's so much it seems like with sports especially, and you see this you see this in a lot of other things like video games, you see it in in you know, anything that has any kind of fan base. It's become so much of people's identities. Yes. That's that's the part that I personally uh I felt much better when I disconnected from it myself mm-hmm. because, and I realized that my life doesn't really change if Arkansas loses or wins this weekend right. or not. It became a lot easier to minimize the importance of it and well, not take it, not take it so seriously. I found, um, my, I found myself, I found myself at one point getting like genuinely angry. Yeah over over things and 
and it, it ended up being a huge letdown because what would you know what would happen is I would get angry and then the game would end, and then I would be angry, with yeah. no way, no nowhere to channel it, right? You know, and and I would become impossible to live with, you yeah, know, and the, so the only solution is uh, going back in time and having your team win, right? And when that's the case, and you haven't gotten to the point where you're not taking it so seriously. Yeah. It's, it's hard to deal with. I've seen people, I've been out at bars during Arkansas games Mm -hmm. and, uh, they narrowly lose a game and, and dudes are walking out like punching pictures on the wall in a restaurant, you know, storming out of the building or whatever. Yeah. That's not fun. That's not fun to be. That's not fun to be around. Uh, it, it, it has nothing to do with you either, really. That's the thing. When that, uh, you know, I guess psychologically you'd call it tribalism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for something you are not even involved in, you're not a part thing. of it in any way. Exactly. You you watching the game has nothing to do with the performance on the field. But but again, you know, and then that but that that right there, that's what fascinates me about it. Mm-hmm. Is how how people can take something that has nothing to do with them at all in in a functional way, you know, you know, objectively speaking, and and wrap themselves so much into it identity wise, you know, because you hear people talk about their sports teams. We won. We, we won. lost. Yeah, we did this. We did. Well, and I'm we like, no, no, we didn't do shit. Yeah, yeah. You you sat your fat ass on the couch and watched the game on Saturday. Yeah, these elite athletes won or lost that game. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but I tell you what's interesting, what's also interesting kind of talking about what you were talking about with video games and other, in other areas in that arena, you've seen the same thing happen in sports where it's really just fractionalized Mm -hmm. where, where there's so many, and and the depth of what you can do is, is insane. And, and I, I really think the advent of the internet really, really kind of brought that along because I mean, you, you saw the rise in fantasy sports uh, you know, you saw the rise in, in, in online sports betting, which I participate in. I'll admit that. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's gotten, it's gotten a little crazy, <laughs> you know, to say, to say the least. So, and, and you get, you get people with sports even, um, you know, there, there are radio shows, there are TV shows that just revolve around this, minute, this minutia of each one of these games. It doesn't matter what it is, football, baseball, basketball, Golf. I mean, look at what's going on in golf right now with the PGA and the LIV, and people are losing their minds about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, people people are genuinely pissed off. I know, and 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 the thing is, is, like, I used to golf. I used to watch golf hardcore. You know, like that was another one of the things. Uh, but I just can't. I can't muster <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, enough motivation to actually care about it at all. Like, right. why should I care about where some golfer makes a million dollars or not? You well, know, I mean, what, what's what's been fun, what's been fascinating to me is to see on that one to, with golf in particular. Is I mean, there are grown people, people who have children and wives and husbands and and careers and, and who are functional human beings that are having these long, drawn out debates on social media. And yeah. on radio shows and places like that, where they're debating the minutiae of the PGA versus the LIV and the LIV versus the PGA and this golfer and that golfer. And I'm like, you know, first of all, my thing is, where the fuck do you find the time to do that? Because I can't, I don't have time to study it like that. The other side of it is, where do you find the interest to study what? it like that? And, the, and then the third, the third thing is... Why aren't you doing that with something that's actually important or something that, you know, that you can impact, you know, and it's, it's, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make the argument that a hundred percent of your living time should be being useful, being productive. Like God's sakes. I'm not saying that at all. No, I'm just saying if you're going to put that much energy and, and emotional, emotional damage into yourself, uh, over something that has nothing to do with you or anything. It is only for your entertainment. Golf pro golf is for, for, for the huge 
percentage of a population who are not pro golfers. It is only for your entertainment. If you're keeping up with it. Yep. That's it. Or you casually play uh, on the weekends or something. And so you also watch golf or whatever. It has nothing to do with you, whether, where they play golf or what, whatnot, this or that and the other, who's paying them, whatever it, it doesn't. So I understand having a preference or something like you want to see all the people stay on the PGA tour or whatever, cause you like all the major championships and all that stuff. It's, it's a traditional thing, whatever. But outside of that, when you start getting heated about it, mm-hmm. that's when you need to, 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 to regulate your own, you have some emotional intelligence and ratchet it back down a little bit. Well, and, and you know, and, and I, I can't sit here and say that I don't have, you know, I don't have sports that I don't study harder than others. Like for me, for me, it's baseball. And you should see the books I have around my house, you know, the, the baseball encyclopedias and the statistics books and, you know, things like that. But, but I, you know, I look at those because I'm a stat hound mm-hmm. and I like the history of the game. Yeah. And there's, there's so much to it. There's so much history to the game that you, you know, to have those books, it allows me to go back and, and look at, you know, look at what happened in, you know, 1890, you know, when they were playing the that's game, which great though, but, that's but, great. That's a hobby level thing. And so, and so what ends up happening is I've got all this information, but I'm not going to sit and argue with somebody about it. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. going to sit, I'm not going to sit and say, say the 1987 Cardinals are better than the 1989. Yeah. I'm not doing that right? because, because that's not the purpose for why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm trying to get an appreciation for the game at a deep level. And it's like you said, it becomes a hobby at that point. I I feel like that's a very similar thing for someone who's doing cosplay or something, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're into whatever thing it is. Right. Enough to craft these like authentic looking accurate to the character costumes and go to these conventions and hang out with people or whatever. They're doing it for the enjoyment of it. And they care enough about it and they're into the craft part of it enough to put in that effort to do it. But well, most not. of those people are not then going online, arguing with people that Luke Skywalker is better than Anakin or whatever. Oh, you want to talk, you want to talk about it. You want to talk about a, a hostile fan base. Boy, don't get the, don't get the Anakin Skywalker argument started with some of these people. Uh, Any, anything Star Wars. From, like, from, like, oh, man, don't get me wrong. I do not like the new movies. I'm in that camp. I but, do not but like they're it. Not, but they're not that but, damn bad. But I have never, I have, well, it, it doesn't matter how bad or good they are at all. I have never ever taken upon myself to go online, find the Twitter accounts of some of the actors mm. and just berate and tell them to kill themselves. Right. Exactly. Oh, over the shit. You know, that's when, if you're doing that shit, you, you do need to do, find something to be more constructive about and maybe go outside. Well, and, and, you know, a lot of people would argue that, that that kind of stuff is a recent phenomenon. And I would have to disagree with them because this was, this has been in this type of behavior, this type of bad behavior has been an issue for, for longer than that. Um, do you remember the movie, the fan Came out in the early, came out in the early to mid nineties. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, basically, told a story of an obsessed fan. And I'm trying, and again, I'm trying to remember the plot here, but I just, I just remember the movie was about an obsessed fan, um, behaving badly. And any listener that wants to that wants to refresh my memory on this plot, feel free. Um, but but the gist of it is the gist of it is you had this obsessed fan does something bad to his favorite player, you know, because yeah. he's just gone crazy. Yeah. And that, that's the, that's the thing where I would say that kind of stuff. I feel like, you know, growing up paying attention to college football, you hear stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And now with social media and stuff like that, you see the fights at the games and you, you see how people are going, taking it too far. With a lot of things. It's like the that guy who uh what ten years or so, or maybe it's been a little longer than that, the dude that uh like poisoned the trees. Right. At, at, was it Auburn? Yeah. No, it's it, was like, it was Alabama, wasn't it? I wanted to. It was it was it was Alabama team on Alabama team crime. 
Right. Uh, I, but I can't remember which school was the victim or not or whatever. But like, it's that kind of shit, you know, like the, the, the people get into it so much that you're going to go like completely. Uh, like bad shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's the same level of the crap that people are like death threats and stuff to actors or whatever, just cause they acted out a movie. And, and it's like, first of all, man, it's not, they didn't write it. No. You know, they had like very little few of the time, especially in the case of star Wars, they had no control over what was put in that movie. They mm-hmm. were just hired to act the part. And, and, but you're harassing because you're too stupid to, to even uh, parse that. That's too complicated for you because you've let this shit go too far in your brain and and you're too emotionally invested into something that ultimately doesn't matter. Well, and and that's what you get into, especially, you know, and it's to me, I see, I see sports as not being, there's not being that much of a disconnect between sports and storytelling, fantasy storytelling of any type, because at the end of the day, you don't really have something that exists in a tangible way. If that makes sense. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like Star Wars, the characters aren't real at the end of the day. I would argue more that something that is written, like a story that is written has more value than a sport. Well, and I, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting, I'm not talking about value necessarily. I'm talking about the fact that, that people, people treat these universes like they actually exist, and and that they're and that they're actually worth fighting a real world fight over. I was about to be like, "Hey, man, fuck you!" Yeah, exactly. Like, these stories fuck. are real. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, when I thought about talking about this last night, I was thinking about that. Like, what is there a way to you know? How do we determine like value, mm-hmm. and then which thing actually does have more value, and I, I think a story has the potential anyway to have more value than a sporting event or whatever. Like I, I, I see sports as stopping as it stops at entertainment, but a, a written story can say something about the human condition. I, well, I, I and don't can teach. I agree to the extent to the extent in sports where it stops at the fans. I do think I do think that sports does the exact same thing for the people that are participating in it. Um, okay, yeah, I, I would about. agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, so, I agree with that because a lot you, of people, a lot of people who participate in sports get a heck of a lot out of them. A lot I mean, of the I, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I remember as a kid watching um, when they would put on new shows and reruns of the show, the old show uh, Wide World of Sports mm-hmm. on, on ABC. One of the things that they one of the things that they really beat on in that show was that human condition piece. Yeah, um, they talked about the the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, you know that kind of thing. And and uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I think it has that value from that. But I think for the average fan, right, not so much. You know, yeah, yeah, not not so much. And they're the ones that are most likely to take it too far. Because it's always amazing to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. You still have the hard-ass players sometimes who are still like they're 70 years old and they still hate the rival team's player or whatever. Right. But but that's a pretty rare. A lot of times it's, you know, especially, you know, I pay the most attention to like pro football or whatever. And they go pro and you might have in the case of, you know, Alabama-Auburn thing or whatever – there's going to be an Auburn player and an Alabama player on the same teams. They don't, they, you know, they're not keeping up this hatred or, no. or whatever. You know, they realize that it's like they're both trying to be professionals. They're tr- both trying to earn income. They're both trying to win the games, whatever. They, it, it's, it, it evolves beyond that rivalry thing. And I think a lot of fans since they don't have to go through the work, they don't have to do all that. It's not their real life. Right. They're detached from that. Right. And they don't bring it back to reality where it's like, no, these are just people playing a game. Mm-hmm. And with their pros, then they're also, it's their income. They are supporting their families, all that part. Right. So when you're in the stadium 
and you're hoping that the starting quarterback gets his leg broke because <laughs> it'll make your team win. Yeah. Well, there aren't too many players on the opposing team or on your team that are actively wanting that to happen. No, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, because it, it gets into the, it, like I say, it gets into the psychopathic in some cases, you know, it's just, yeah. And I, and I've, I've never understood, I guess, personally, I've never understood. And I'm not even talking just about sports. I'm talking about any kind of fandom. You name yeah. it. I don't understand how people get that emotionally invested. Yeah. And, and I am, I am too. In general, I'm talking about like all fandom. It's just, it's very easy to point out certain ones. I mean, to for me, specific behaviors, but to me, to me, it seems like, and maybe, and again, maybe there's some psychology going on with this. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a situation where, you know, it becomes, it becomes an identity thing, you know, where maybe, you know, the only thing I can come up with is that that person doesn't have a real good identity of their own and that's what it becomes, you know? So, I mean, I, w- I would think so. I-, I think that that's it. Or, you know, you got these people who do like, maybe they're successful, whatever, but maybe their success is tied to the social networking of whatever school they went to. Right. Or whatever, you know, which I'm not necessarily saying it's bad to be an alumni, you know, that I'm not saying that part of it is bad. It's just, it's really, it seems really easily taken to the extreme where it's unhealthy. Well, it's like anything. It's like anything else. It's like, uh, it's like drinking or gambling or eating or anything else. I mean, you have to, you have to moderate it and you have to, and really in the case of your chosen activity, you kind of have to compartmentalize it. And you, I think you have to say, this is just a game or this is just a story or this is just a movie, you know, and kind of get yourself, kind of grip yourself back. And, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to tether yourself to reality somewhere. Yeah. You know, and be, able, you and be able to reel to yourself to, back in. You have to be able to manage your emotions. Yeah. Like that's a big part of it. When, if, especially <laughs> if you're just super into games or whatever and, the sequel sucks right? to whatever game you loved or whatever. You got to be able to let that shit go, you know? And, and a lot of the times it's because it's the internet and it's a game or something. It's going to be kids who Mm -hmm. haven't developed that ability yet. Right. But even, even so, uh, I really have a hard time, um, imagining that, you know, back when we were kids, any one of us would have been ready to de- send death threats to somebody who wrote a bad Star Wars movie or whatever. Oh, no, that'd have been unheard of. Well, and you see it, you see it not just in the fantasy realm, but you see it everywhere. I mean, look, look at the reaction to the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the look at the reaction to um, I mean, I'm even guilty of it a little bit because, uh, you know, when they when they decided to remake Quantum Leap. You know. My first reaction was, God damn. <laughs> you know, I said, they're going to yeah. fucking ruin it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I didn't give it a chance. I let my, I let my own feelings about the original get in the way. And I, I became fan, I became fanboy. And all a, of a sudden, a, another, another aspect of that too is, you know, with these, cause now it's like remakes and all the stuff. And I get you like a lot of people are getting really tired of that. Uh, why remake something that was already good and is still good or whatever. Right. Um, it doesn't matter if they do or not. It doesn't take away from the original thing. No, no, you know, it doesn't. So very recently for me, uh, the anime cowboy bebop, which is like one of the classically best ones of all time. Uh, it got the live action remake on Netflix or whatever. And for my part, I watched the whole thing and I, I I decided that I did not like the writing of it. I thought it was very poorly done. The writing side of it. I didn't like it. It doesn't change the fact that I can still go back and watch the original and still love it. You know, they, uh, it could have been awesome. So I don't really mind the remake thing because there's always a chance here. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance uh, that it is awesome. And it yeah, adds something and, to it. And so I don't mind if they give it a shot, but if it fails, 
who cares? Because you can still go back, like you can still go back and watch the old Ghostbusters, you know, like you can still enjoy those old things in their original state. Well, unless, it, it, unless it's Star Wars and George Lucas, you know, continues to like add shit to the old movies. Uh, or, he's uh, kind of done with that now, but so, back so you in, got, so you do, so you do have a line. <laughs> I, well, I do. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to, as far as I know, he's kind of the only the person that's well, done tra- it, ever done that. I kind of feel like if you're trying to fuck around with the original, you know, like that, then yeah, that, that, that can be problematic, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like you. I don't have, I don't have a lot of problem with, with the reboots um, and the remakes. I just don't, if I, if I feel that, if I feel that strongly about it, I just don't watch it. Yeah. But then, but then at the same time, I don't, I'm not vocal about it because right. I kind of feel like if I don't give the new one a chance, how can I, I can't be objective about it. Um, but well, at the same and, time, and also at the end of the day, it doesn't matter enough no, to, no, no. to do that. Well, and it's kind of, it's kind of like, and it's the same way with sports and everything else. You know, at the end of the day, it's again, it's just a game, you know, I'm not yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna let the, I'm not going to let the the outcome of a football game impact my entire day, but so many people do. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I we we know we know people mutually, and I know people personally in my own life that it will absolutely ruin their day. Yeah. If something like that happens, and I've never understood that. It hasn't made a whole lot. It never made a lot of sense to me because you know, oh, it, you know, it it did do that to me back when I was young enough to not be able to regulate that, mm-hmm. you know, but, but we're, then, talking, we're talking grown adults. So we're talking yeah, 35, no, 40, 45, 50 year old people here. I know. I remember being a kid. I don't remember how old we were. Cause I guess it was like 92 or whenever it was when, uh, Arkansas basketball team, like they won the national championship the Four. one year and then they went back. Yeah. Next year. I don't remember what year that was. I think it was 94, but like, so, so I was 12, we were 12. Yeah. And and I remember I'm a 12-year-old and they lost the national championship and I just went to my room and cried, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm also 12. And sure. and and so I was like when you're seeing a 32-year-old punching pictures at a restaurant. <laughs> right. Or or or, or 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 worse, you're watching two 35-year-old grown men tie up into a fist fight. Yeah, yeah, over yeah. it. You know that to me. That's the to me. That's the tops. You know, yeah. and and often, and let's be fair. Often, often intoxicants are involved in, sure. in that behavior. It 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 renders the judgment a little a little dull in this case. But the fact that it even got to that point, drunk or not, mm-hmm. is a problem. Yeah, it's a major let's, problem. Let's be real. Like a lot of the people that are in getting into doing that shit. It, they didn't have to be drunk. No, no. They, they were going to be hostile about it, no matter what. It's right. just the the drunk just made it happen faster. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's totally it. You know, and it's. Uh, I don't. I, I've never personally ever been compelled, drunk or not, to to fight someone over something like that. I've never yeah. been compelled to want to fist fight somebody over that. Or really even have an argument over that, you know, and it just, I guess it seems to me, and maybe I'm romanticizing the past a little bit here, but it seems like, it seems like that when we were growing up and we were into the things we were into, it just, it seems like you just didn't see near as much of that. And I think, I think it, I think with sports, it's pretty much always been there. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, I, I remember, I remember shit about like our school buses being shot at when they yeah. were leaving football games and things like that. Oh, there'd, like, there'd definitely be stuff like rocks being thrown, and there were you know gun rumors and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 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 stuff stuff like that was going on, you know. And it's it's just, it, I think sports is the more accessible one, and mm-hmm. it was the more so you know again the more socially acceptable one for more people to engage with. Well, I'd also argue that that one thing that is that is open the fantasy realm, stories, uh, video games, stuff like that, has opened that has, has been the internet and social media specifically. 
you know, yeah. because because you you know when we were kids, you didn't really have a way to communicate with people outside of your circle on these things, and so and and this was even the case with old you know old message boards before yeah you know before social media became a thing. You had these you had these BBS boards, you know, that were out there, and it was right. You were just in a chat room or something. Yeah, I mean, and it that, didn't yeah, really matter. But you know, you got you, but it wasn't. It I would argue that it did not become widespread until you know social media really became a thing um, where it became accessible to the average person. And and that that right there, that right there is the word is accessible because, like you said, with sports, it's always been accessible because mm-hmm. anybody can go to a football game and you get a variety right. of you get a variety of people at a football game, people you would normally never see. Whereas when you were you're dealing with some of the hobbies and the activities we were dealing with as kids, you know, you, you never went outside of your own circle at all. Right. So, you know, so yeah. So you, I think, I think if you're going to look at commonalities between sports, video games, movies, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, what be it, you know, those are your commonalities. The things, the things we've been talking about, those are your commonalities, those are your common threads, is is you have people in those communities that behave badly, uh, that cannot differentiate fiction from from reality in some cases, and can't, you know, don't have control over their emotions. Yeah, and and don't have a constructive outlet to do something else. I think a lot of times when people find that whatever it is, they lose this. Oh, definitely. You know, unhealthy connection to a thing that they, you know, that should just be for entertainment. Well, and I think, and yeah, I, I mean, and people I, get, people get lit up about TV shows. Oh yeah. Like of anything like to, 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 to bring in some of the more pointless, you <laughs> know, things. I mean, movies, TV shows, whatever. I think it's kind of the same level, but you know, people get heated about Game of Thrones and all that shit. It's like, really, man? Like, it doesn't, it, it does not matter. Oh, my fa- my favorite one is the, uh, believe it or not, is the uh, the Seinfeld versus Friends uh, fan <laughs> bases. They they go at each other, man. They go at each other's throats about which one was better. Which one was better in the mid to late 90s on, on NBC on Thursday night? You know, and it's just like, okay, can they both not have their merits? Yeah, I mean, or like, why? Why does it matter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the bigger question. Why does it matter? Yeah, it, it, I mean, are we talk? Are we? Are we? We're not going to launch nukes at each other over this. I mean, it, it doesn't matter amount to anything, and and each can have their own merit, and I th- it it becomes a it becomes a subjectivity thing. It's just a matter of taste at that point. Yeah, you know, and people and people are getting in heated arguments, heated arguments, and threatening each other over taste. It reminds me of being in high school and being real, like people being, and me included. This was when you know I would do this exact same thing, being real pretentious about what music you like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, and, and like I like would a, never, I would never listen to popular music because, right. or, or like you know, as though you know, liking this one band you know, you like them. And so they must be the best ever right. thing. And you get, you get real like attached to it. And of course, you know, whatever other poppy thing or whatever it was, anything else was not as good. And you could actively argue about this subject, totally subjective thing. <laughs> well, and I, and I'll tell you, I have found, I have found at least in my case that as I've gotten older music that I, music that I roundly rejected when I was in high school, I've come back to, because if if anything, just out of the pure nostalgia, you know, yeah. because these songs were still playing in the background and I guess they earworm their way into my brain. And now I'm, now I'm 40 years old going down the road, listening to the radio and listening to the nineties station. And I, and I'd be like, Oh yeah. 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 Damn. This song slaps, man. Right. You know? And, <laughs> and, and, and then I think about it and I'm like, hell, I don't know why I didn't like that song. Because it wasn't cool. Because I was a pretentious ass. It wasn't cool, man. You know, I tell you the best example of a song that's like that, and you're gonna you're gonna laugh when you hear this song. But I I I like the song. It's Barbie Girl. 
Oh, get out of here. I'm serious. The song, if you look at what that song's about, it's a fucking satire song. Get, get out. This podcast. I did not, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It is It is a funny song to listen to. I, I did, but I did not realize that when I was in high school. Yeah, because the presentation is so obnoxious that, you know, that's, you know, you get, you get, there's that surface level of like, it's just an obnoxious song yeah. that they played all the time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, but the lyrics are actually a little bit more than that. They're, they're very, it's pretty subversive. Well, that's why I, I think it's kind of funny when you have all these, you know, and it started in the 80s, you know, with like, oh, Ozzy and satanic metal music or whatever. Yes. But a lot of that shit that he's singing about is kind of like, let's, you know, hey, let's stop being bad to each other because or we're going to nuke each other and that would be awful. Yeah, quit being dicks. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's this really aggressive music to to just say you have all these like good messages. A lot, yeah. and I'm not saying all of it. Some of it, some of it is the equivalent of gore horror movie or whatever. But not a lot of the shit that I listen to, and I listen to a lot of metal. Yeah, and it's it's usually some meaningful thing that they're talking about. Well, I mean, yeah, or. or- or it's either that, or it's or it's some questioning of the system. Like you get rage within the machine type, yeah, you know, yeah, type yeah. Music where where the 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 man don't like being questioned, and sure. So they're going to attack that. But 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 I'll tell you something, man. Their fan base, those fan bases are just as rabid, yeah, as oh, any. Yeah. You know, um, oh for people, sure. Because I mean, people, what and it gets me when the the fan bases. So, you have members of the fan bases that are so rabid that they excuse criminal behavior yeah. by the artist. Yeah. You know, like the, like the one that the most blatant one that's to me that, because I keep seeing it pop up and he keeps doing collaborations with people or whatever. It's a, it's like the Chris Brown thing. Yeah. Right. Like the dude goes out and he beats some multiple women. Beats a shit out of them. And, and I mean, he but, but like his around. female, his, like usually his female fans, are still just as as defensive of to toward him, you know. Yeah, they let as it they go. ever were. Yeah, they let it go, you know, and and they and they try to justify it. They try to rationalize it somehow. Or you know, like, they, you know some, sometimes it's like, uh, um, you don't understand him. You don't love him like I do. What's the yeah right? You shouldn't be loving the person anyway. You don't know but, him. I can change him. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a bit that Bill Hicks does about that. Talks about, about I can talks about, talks about Satan coming back to earth and how Satan wouldn't stand a snowball's chance in hell against a woman's ego. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I feel he's the prince of dark. He's the prince of darkness. I can change him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, officer, I just fell asleep in the driveway and he backed over my head with the truck. <laughs> Don't take him away. Skaters are good, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the rationalization out of these fan bases is just, it's just insane to me. You know, and you see but, it in sport, you but, see it in sports too. But you know? on the flip side, you know, in the, in defense of still being fans of people who have done questionable things, it's like, do you, do you separate, you know, the art from the person? And at what point do you, would you say like, okay, enough is enough of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause there are tons of reports about these old, like seventies rock stars who were probably sleeping around with underage people. Oh yeah. I mean, every, every, you know, some of these legendary like bands, fucking, fucking Bowie, Jimmy page, like all, like there are a bunch of people that, that were probably doing this stuff. Now to me, did they it, like back then and even now uh you can't tell me that some of some of these uh women or well girls i guess in this case aren't showing up pretending to be 18 well sure they are you, you know what i mean like so there's some there's some of that but that's not to say that there weren't any, there weren't any of them actively you know searching out only the 14 year olds or whatever uh, I, I, I'm not going to say that that never happened either. Right. And it did just like what it's up to the individual case. And I don't, I'm sorry. I'm not an expert on all. Well, uh, and, and, and I get what you're, I get what you're behavior. saying. Do you, do you, you castigate somebody like Chris Brown, but then you celebrate Led Zeppelin, you know? Yeah. Is, Cause is people, that, people decide what they're going to ignore and what they're not going to ignore. You know, it's like the R Kelly shit versus like, 
uh, you know, I don't know, Kanye, you know, right. it's like pe- people like that. Like there are people that love that guy, but he does crazy things. But when do you, when do you draw the line? You know, right. it's like back in, uh, people hated like John Mayer right. because he broke up with Taylor Swift or something. You know, it's like, I don't know if he's doing awful shit or not. I have no idea. It's only when it makes the fucking news and there's video footage of them doing this stuff mm-hmm. that, that then it's sort of like, okay, that was, that's pretty bad. Maybe we shouldn't be giving them money anymore. Well, and I, and I think that's where the argument comes in is, you know, you're giving these people, you're giving these people publicity and oxygen, you know, to, yeah. to, to do and say the, the things yeah. that they do. And at what point do you say, okay, enough's enough. We're done giving you, giving you limelight and, and oxygen and you know smothering them out as, as it were um and i and i really think i really i mean it's just like with r kelly i mean the guy's doing the guy's doing a stint in federal prison for 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 rape you know and you know molestation of minors and things like that and there's still people backing him yeah yeah, yeah. you know the dude the dude is a, he he's a convicted felon he it, it's it's almost 100 certain that he did the shit that they said he did yeah, it's, it's, it's as close to a hundred percent as it can possibly and, be, and and he still had it's it's kind of like people who are writing love letters to fucking Ted Bundy, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you know yeah. writing letters and marriage proposals and shit like that. I mean, people are just fucking crazy, right? And and I think I think ultimately I think ultimately what you get is I think I think fan 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 life and fan bases are just uh, I think it's just another extent of American crazy. Yeah. Another another I, extension I think, of that. I think that's a I think that's a good one. A good exclamation point to end on is uh, when you're so much of a fan that you are actively trying to marry a serial killer. Ugh. Um, that I think that's peak. I'm gonna tell you something. I, and this this is a phrase I've been using lately describing things. Things like that is America run amok. I mean, <laughs> it, it's like it's like we take we will take a concept and just and we will run amok with it. Every time it's like, we'll take it to its extreme every time because it's America, baby. That's you know? true. And so it's like, if you did this thing in any other country, you know, it would be, and, and this is, and I say that usually in context of complaining about work, you know, education stuff. Um, you know, I'll say, well, that's something run amok or this that's run amok. I say it's classic American. We just take it and run amok with it. But I, it's true. We, we take these things and we just go fucking crazy with them. We'd sure do. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do you a, say? What? That's a that's a whole other like month's worth of podcast. No, every bit, every that. bit of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I'm telling you. I mean, if you if you we could do a Ken Burns length series on on American American craziness and psychosis. I mean, it's like I forgot what comedian it was that was talking about that before you before you invade a country um you give them you give them like 6 months of american premium cable yeah and just wa- and just just let them watch the insane shit we do and <laughs> you know it's like you know monster truck rallies and drag races and you know, wrestling <laughs> all this shit, crazy shit that we put on tv you know and they no they wouldn't want to fight us <laughs> it's like oh, you stay home <laughs> Stay out of the beer. We, we we give you what you want, <laughs> but uh, mm. but yeah, I think that's a good place to end. So um, uh, with that, we'll wrap up, and um, we 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 want to hear your we want to hear your fan stories. We want to hear your craziest uh, fandom stories from from whatever it is you're into, whether it be uh, video games or you know Dungeons and Dragons or movies, TV, sports, you know wherever there's a fan base, we want to hear, we want to hear your craziest stories. Uh, you can drop those stories to us, uh, on Twitter at audacity pod. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, audacity pod there as well, or just drop us a line. We'd love to hear your story. Only a few of you send us positive ones though. We don't, yeah, we, you know, we're yeah. like the mainstream media news. We don't really care about the positives. Those don't sell anything. Tell us, tell us the bad ones, but like 10% of you, We'll do an occasional like 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 uh, uh, feel good piece. Ten, yeah, yeah, a good ten percent. Tell us yeah. your actual like 
sports fandom benefited your life or someone else's and it was truly wholesome and good and then the rest of you degenerates tell us how it really is <laughs> that's right that's right uh, that's right it's American degeneracy it's my favorite and with that uh, I will bid you adieu and I'm taking off see you later alright later later